You ready? Yeah. tell you where the art is and how we feel about it i'm jacob and i'm luke how are you on this crisp saturday morning as you oh, drive to uh your hiking trails getting ready to take in some of that that delish mo- mo- uh, mother nature yes jeremy in wisconsin how do you feel <laughs> about your hiking trip i, ho- I hope you prepared wore long socks you gotta wear long socks you know why because there's snakes and stuff it does protect you from bites and from thorns and from things on the ground wear those long socks people get the good ones don't get the crappy ones get the ones that are moisture absorbent because you don't want those moist blisters just peeling off right away moist blisters yep that's disgusting you're welcome people i just painted you a visual picture one that unsettles you how about this I just drunk a drink today called like unicorn something. It tastes like cotton candy. Just imagine this fluffy called little like unicorn something. Yeah, it's called unicorn something. But just imagine just little fluffy, just floating pink little cotton candy balls just in the sky like little clouds. There you go. I just painted you a good picture to make up for that bad one. Yeah, I'm feeling neutral now. Yeah, good, good. We want to be on that neutral ground. That's what our <laughs> podcast is all about. Uh, this was um, it was a good week. Uh, it was it was a good week. It's it wasn't good. as good as I wanted it to be, right? Because uh, like I don't know, I feel like we usually have a lot more audible mentions and stuff, right? But I'm gonna say it was good because I didn't stress. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, totally I just wasn't really stressed. Soaked up more natural. Obviously, you know, I'm like podcast. I gotta have some stuff, so I, I, I looked up quite a lot. Like I listened to almost as many albums as normal, but like. I went hunting. Like, this week, I went to genres. Like, I just was like, here, let me just pick different genres and pick what's new. Right. And I went through, like, four or five, and I was like, not feeling any of these or whatever. Where? Um, Like, when you go to new music, you scroll down, and there's a genre button. You press genres. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I just looked up, like, best albums, March 2019, <laughs> and... uh all of them were really bad, so <laughs> so don't do that, I guess. Yeah, I I think my little treasure hunt approach was fun and I guess more rewarding. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I found a lot of stuff that was interesting in like micro parts, like a uh, Flora Cash was an EP that came out. Didn't put on the honorable mentions, but it was interesting. But it was like super the same Z and Mellow, and it was three songs. So it was like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Full lackluster, but 
We have one honorable mention that we'd like to talk a little bit about. Volume 1 by The Basement Sounds. Yep, yep, yep. And instrumentally, it is gorgeous. Yeah, I like, first song, I was like, okay, well, I am going to like this album. Right. And then it did some stuff later on that I didn't like that disappointed me. But, but, uh... It, the vocals were parts of the stuff that I didn't like right. so much, and, but the music right. stays just fantastic. The, the music stays through. fantastic, and it is really cool stuff to do hip hop too. But I didn't think any of them were very good at hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Some I, I don't know. There was this one guy. We were like, he's very mediocre, but at the same yeah. time, he was soothing to this right. like very it was calm soothing, beat so it was like it worked and his flow but, worked but like li- like lyrically it was very um yeah. juvenile i guess he didn't have a very good voice he like, yeah he didn't have a good voice either. and he wasn't really saying anything crazy and his rhymes weren't anything new or anything yeah. it, he was just really like rhyming the last word mostly you know right and that's kind of like very you know beginner like this is bare bones rap make everything go in cadence and rhyme the last word right. you got it kid um wasn't horrible but like the vocals and the lyrics kind of had me like lacking in a lot of places but in other places they were perfect yeah and so it was really hit or miss which was frustrating but this is volume one i'm totally stoked for them to mature and grow you know yeah same I don't know anything about them, but if this is the just, first thing that they've made right. like as a group together, then that's really exciting. Yeah. Um I hear a lot of immaturity, like I, like that's just like not in an arrogant way, like Yeah, they, they were making a lot of fart noises in the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like they were they were tr- they were reaching very broad. Like it didn't seem very deliberate or it didn't seem to have focus to it, I guess. Right. Like the know. music had a lot of focus, but I think it's just cause that's naturally what they styled play. But the like some other things just kinda I don't know. Yeah, it I kinda see what you're saying. It I think it was less about them not really having a focus and more about them having like three distinct focuses that they yeah. kept like alternating between. Right. And it was like, okay, but Yeah. But it was good. Um just even to have like if you don't like the hip hop parts, it's still even though songs still like, I think the instrumentals made up for them mostly for me. Yeah. Um, but it was like lesser enough to not be anything more than an honorable mention. Yeah. And speaking of something that's barely more lusterful, um, is hi. This is Flume. Mixtape. Oh. By Flume. And uh, so the, the the songs. We'll just start with the music. I think that works the best um it was it i really enjoyed it there was some moments that reminded me of igloo ghost like some sounds yeah. and stuff yeah i Something didn't even think really about that wonk and chonky like uh, chonky's not a word but it's like i don't know that's like chonk like this yeah, yeah. weird like robotic but like they got kind of like a a roundedness to them you know yeah and like, like transformer sounds kind of stuff, but <laughs> in that distinct way that like not most people do them, but it's very um, unique. He kind of had those igloo ghost vibes, and yeah. there's parts of it just like like just mentally spazzed out my brain because it was there's so much going on in such a cool way, you mm-hmm. know. Then other parts just kind of like were fine. Like I don't like this the hip hop song for once. 
Um, mm. the, the the one with the UK artist. Yeah, I remember not liking that song. Um, it just felt happened. it felt like his his vocals, regardless of how you feel about hip hop, it wasn't mixed in. It just felt like it was laying on top of right. an already loud and bombastic song. So you got this boom, like this really loud bombastic electronics, and you're just like. Okay, now let's get a very abrasive rapper on top of that, which would work. But why don't weave him in, give him some effects to where he blends into it instead of where you're just like, okay, here's his song, man. Track your <laughs> vocals and just slap them on yeah, top. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how it felt. Like, um, that really hurt that song. Like, in a mm. way where I felt like the vocals and the song was competing. Like, it, it's so weird because... They're so sim like they're basically they, they have the same energy. The energy is perfect for each other, but just because I don't think it was mixed well, it just it was too jarring in a lot right. of senses. Um, and not in a good way, not like metal jarring where it's just supposed to rack your brain. I couldn't I couldn't connect with the song if that made sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of felt that way with uh, several of them. Not not for the same reasons, right? But it was just like. Okay, I I get it, but it, it's just not drawing me in, and right. I can't I can't really pinpoint why exactly that is. Yeah. But but I, for me, it was a couple of parts. For him, it was a lot more parts. But what really I think brought us both back in is that they put a, a video towards for the whole yeah. mixtape. It's a mixtape. He's having fun. I I don't consider a mixtape on the same kind of like scrutiny I do yeah. a full length because he's just like these are songs I like. I put them out there, and he took the, he took the time to make them flow together. And they took the time to make a literal video that goes for the entire mixtape, which is awesome. It's trippy um, yeah. for those in Colorado, those in California. Enjoy <laughs> this uh, album. And what do you I, mean, I, Jacob? I don't understand. Know, their healthcare is really good. Oh, uh, so okay, so, yeah. Because you, know, yeah, you can enjoy on, yeah. stuff more because you don't have to worry about your health Right, right. right. <laughs> you don't have to stress as much. Uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's an experience. Like I love him doing that for not just the fact. Oh wow, he took the extra effort to put a video towards all of it. It wasn't like the craziest video. It's enjoyable. Like it. Yeah. It's um. It complements the songs very well. It's like pleasant, it, very interesting locales that they filmed. Right. In. But what it does is it forces you to focus solely one hundred percent on the music. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. I think that's a great idea to how to get younger people who don't listen to full albums anymore. Because I, I don't know that many people who do it unless they're audiophiles or right. or or you know music nerds. Like yeah, themselves. I don't really think about it, but that that makes a lot of sense because you know there's so many people that just know a song because you know it comes on the radio, right? And then they go buy maybe that one song, yeah, but they don't know it in the context of the right the full the album. Whole, the full album. And most of them do. Most artists still want to be artists. Even the pop artists, they want to... Sh- you, you, you take pride in it, no yeah. matter even if it is for money. Like, it's your product. You want it to have your name. So most of the time, they're like, Let's, let me take this extra. A lot of people don't, which I think hurts them in the end. Yeah. But artists, especially the ones that we would listen to, 100% of the time take a full album into account. Like They're just like, I like this song, let's throw this on the album. I like this song, let's throw this on the album. It's more yeah. like, I'll have all these songs that I like. Which ones do I need to take out? How do I need to make these line up with each other? Where do they need to go type thing? So that's really cool that he's like, here's a video. So 100% of your attention is on me and on this project. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's very creative. 
And he, he, he wanted something to happen, and he took a creative route in doing it instead of just going on Twitter and bitching about people not listening to a whole album anymore, you know? Yeah. Uh, he got creative with it, and that in itself is worth more than an honorable mention in, in my book. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. So singles. We got a single. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Put your hands up. Patience by Tame Impala. Just so you know, me and Luke both put our hands up right there. So, <laughs> Fell is out there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. What he said. Patience by uh, Tame Impala. Tame Impala is one of my favorite bands. And Never um, heard of them. Yeah, he had never listened to them. But they, they started out as a psychedelic rock band, and they've morphed into this electronic funk uh, 70s inspired trippy psychedelic electronic music thing um, it's now I don't know I think it may have started as a band people say it was always just this one guy and he gets a band to play with him hmm. but he's a popular producer he's on uh, the song Skeletons on Travis Scott's album yeah his uh, name's Kevin Parker and um, I don't know he's very impressive his catalog and what he does and who's been featured with and um what he's contributed to meld with those said artists is very impressive he's very flexible as a producer and a multi-instrumentalist so um that's always interesting and yeah i think there's good things and bad things that come from it being one person bad things is it's very dangerous to get yourself into a ditch and never dig your way out of and sounds similar because you don't have any fresh ideas coming uh-huh. in an echo chamber <laughs> yeah you're an echo chamber of yourself but a really positive is you have no one arguing with you over creative direction and it's very your creation and very cohesive in the way you want it to be yeah but obviously you can have people come in and like i've had projects that are solely me and i've had brett like brett come in I was like, I don't want this to be kind of a solo. I want it to be more like a riff, but come in and do what you do best. And then it's solely his melody, you know? Yeah. I didn't create that melody, but I told him the direction and let him be creative in that thing. So, like, there's opportunity, but it's still within that direction that I want. Yeah. I didn't just come in and, like, Brett, do whatever you want, you know? It's like, this is where I want you. This is what I want you to do. So, like, obviously other people's ideas are going into it, but, like, the direction is very singular. So that's very cool. And I've always found his albums fit well together and are cohesive. And obviously, I think that's why. Yeah. So, that's interesting. But this song, it's not one of my favorites of his. Um, it's, but it's very entertaining. Um, the layers are lush. There's so many of them, and they're gorgeous, and they're very well done. It's super thick, Super just saturated and wet with like reverb and delay. Mm-hmm. Um, you sound like you're under, it sounds like you're underwater and it's, you know, psychedelic as I'll get out. So, also for those people in Colorado and California, <laughs> um, while you're waiting in your waiting rooms, getting your, your great service. I don't know why I've just made them to be this great healthcare place I don't even know anything about their healthcare I mean it's in the US so it's got the same crappy healthcare everyone else has I guess you're gonna get so many emails hey our healthcare sucks too (laughs) yeah Uh, but um 
I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say on it? Um, I mean, not really. It it's really fun. Yeah, it's super fun. It it didn't. I didn't like it as much as you did, but I did really. I don't know. Appreciate it. Well, I, I had a lot I of didn't, fun listening to it. So. I didn't like it. I'm just excited. You didn't like it. You hated well, it. Well, no, I, you know what I'm saying. It didn't blow me <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah. I, they they have countless other songs that's right. better than this one, but I like the style, so it makes yeah, me yeah. excited for the new album. Like, I see their direction where they're headed because their direction changes so much. I see where they're headed, and I see a lot of possibilities with this album with what they've released. Yeah, in this song, sense. so. That's cool. Look it up. Patience will definitely cover the album at some point, even if we hate it, because that will be another tragic ganja burn, <laughs> yep. if that's the case. Uh, um, I may I may cry. Um, and I am going to cry because of our next <laughs> album. Uh, Paper Castles by Alice Phoebe Lou. And by cry, I mean be bored to tears. <laughs> Jacob didn't like it. It wasn't bad. Um, but it was so slow. It is very slow, but it's like that's forty-eight not a beats bad thing. per minute. It's not a There's bad thing. There's less beats per minute than there are seconds in a minute. <laughs> Jacob said that he didn't like her voice, and that because of how slow it was, it really <laughs> lets you just hone in on all the parts of her voice that yeah he doesn't like, which. Is fair, I suppose, but I do like her voice, that even though great. it's really. Weird. He's the one that's supposed to like the weird voices. I like. See, you gotta also remember, I grew up with a lot of male artists. We've talked about this before, yeah, so that's I'm true. I'm more palated to a male voice. So when it's weird, I do like. Well, then again, my favorite female voices are like Lana Del Rey and stuff, who are very interesting vocals as well. You're right. So I don't know, man. It just <laughs> didn't. It's certain vocal habits she has and how she hits notes that really just like it's a pet peeve like it's on me i totally get that (laughs) totally understandable i don't fault you at all for that because she sings like like a you know like a hippie yeah (laughs) like she's the the song the musics themselves are the musics themselves (laughs) the musics themselves (laughs) yeah uh, whatever <laughs> the musics themselves are like a combination of and the tone like changes throughout the album but it's like this bluesy jazzy psychedelic kind of like kind of folk thing right. going on and it goes really jazzy in a few places but but so it's just this kind of like dreamy space and that's you know it's so slow. That's yeah. one reason it comes across as dreamy. But she just, she loves like really go exploring the space with her vocals. Explores the space. <laughs> really got to explore the space. Need more cowbell. Yeah. She loves cowbell. I got a, I got a fever. And the only prescription that can fix it is slower tempo. The only prescription is low dips. In vocal range. I got a fever. And the only prescription is a good night's sleep. Play slower. I need that sleep. Um, but that my awful. <laughs> that's his, his audition for SNL. <laughs> it's, it's like she 
I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe her voice. Just listen to it. You'll know what I, you'll be like, oh, that's what he meant by yeah. hippie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's how, that's the only way to describe it. All joking aside, it is very palatable and is very nice. It's very pleasant. It's very mood lifting. It's very hippie-ish, like you said. Yeah. And in all the good ways, if it fits in your own personal, you know, palette yeah. of vocalizations and stuff. Um, yeah, so no fault at Luke. Like it's nothing like <laughs> wise. Just like oh, okay, I get it, but not, we, not, not me. Shaking wanna... hands and nodding to each other <laughs> in a manly fashion. I'll leave it with saying, favorite song is something holy. Except it's weird because like there's a part at the last third that of it actually is up tempo. <laughs> yeah, they get up tempo, but they also get really. Corny, yeah, really corny. <laughs> I don't, I don't like that. So it, it makes me kind of sad that my favorite song has that part in it. But also, I think like the second song in the album does something I don't like. But uh, listen to it. Form your own opinions. Hate it, love it. I think those are kind of the only <laughs> two options. Uh, is that a turkey? Is there a turkey loose in the office? You know what that means, guys. That means I'm Jacob's too lazy to come find sound effects for a comic corner that I'm going to do with my own mouth. We got you the Batman Who Laughs. And listen, we were going to cover issue three on episode, I guess, 24.5 now. Oh, yeah. Just quickly, let me interject in the middle of your thought <laughs> and derailing everything <laughs> that I did put the playlist up on YouTube, 24.5, the last episode. I put a summary of what we <laughs> talked about from my perspective on there. <laughs> so yeah, that's there if you want to read it and find what you missed. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And it's, it's more music for you guys. Yeah. Um. Little recap of what happened to issue three, even though you won't really need anything but one part that I'm about to tell you. Right. Commissioner Gordon's son's a psychopath. They go to get his help to find out where the Batman Who Laughs is in the sewers because he was the mastermind of the sewers, this Commissioner Gordon's son. He's like, whatever, just, you know, crazy genius with just bad, bad things. So they wanted his help, and he's on meds, so he can't help him. Um, the Grim Knight captures Commissioner Gordon, um, and then at the very end, Batman realizes he's wrong and embraces embraces the Joker serum. Yeah, that was really cool because it's like we talked about this last episode, but <laughs> you weren't there for it, guys. He he finally admits he was wrong, so. That was a really cool moment for Batman. And he got himself his own blind goggle things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know where he got that. (laughs) No. So that's, we leave off with the Grim Knight and Commissioner Gordon in the sewers is basically where this one starts. And you get the Grim Knight's backstory. Yeah, and I didn't, I was hyped, but I didn't realize how good it was going to be yeah. when I started. You're like, okay, fine. And you're like, what? What? Yeah, it's like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, wow, that makes a lot of sense. more. <laughs> the only thing is, is like, there's these small, like, things that just make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I.e., Bruce Wayne just kicking a tree in half and then uprooting part <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, Bruce kicks it in half. And it shows his leg. It's like this scrawny little leg. And he's like, watch out! <laughs> Exploding a tree with his So foot. I guess in this universe, normal human, like, max strength <laughs> is you can... Uh, this is the full tree. This isn't like some, like... Budding thing where I've seen like those MMA people just like you know punch trees after a lot of several punches. Uh-huh. It's like a full on eighty year old tree just getting kicked in half by a normal old foot. So either That's Bruce weird. has super strength, but or humans' capability of strength is a lot more. But then I guess it is Batman. I I don't know. There, something man. that really irks me about DC or like superheroes. Because of always having to one-up itself. You know, it's always having to one-up itself instead of just having more creative, you know, yeah. battles or more creative problems. Instead of more creative problems, they can take another super pro- uh, simple problem and just ex- make it bigger. You're right, yeah. Um, and that's probably one of my biggest flaws with the whole superhero genre of comics. That's why, like, when I'm not doing this or when I'm not geeking out with... A- I think superheroes more is just my companionship with other people, and there's really cool things that do go along with it, and really cool moral ideas that come. It's like our own version of you know like the gods of the old day, which are like yeah, yeah. you know stories or moral like this is what we can be type things. Yeah, and then sure. you know it always flips on its head, and it's like well here's the flaws with those, and that's when you always get like the anti-hero, or the heroes having struggles with like their identity and stuff type thing, and that's. Mm-hmm. What I love about superheroes, and I love connecting with people because it's a big thing, and um, I am as charismatic as I am. I'm very antisocial in a lot of ways, so it's one way that I love that's just very easy for me to connect with others. So that's where I like superheroes. But then that's like one of my big issues with superheroes is that it's always the same kind of problem, you know, just magnified and so you get these really weird inconsistencies where you're like i don't know like why batman is so strong you know like like they don't ever bring that to attention like he's a just a normal human your point about why everyone loves batman he's a normal human Mm -hmm. but then you have him going and kicking trees down (laughs) and it just totally pulls me out like i literally like looked at that and like totally got out of the story for like a good like thirty seconds, because I was like trying to like wrap like make it okay in my head that he did this. Yeah, and then also, like people didn't like the Watchmen movie. What Watchmen movie? Yeah, diehard fans were like, they're superhuman now. It defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, which is a very good, <laughs> very good point. Right. Yeah, which I mean, in the comics, they were doing some pretty incredible things. You know. But it was very much within the human. Yeah, I get to say they blow it out of a proportion. Yeah, of the they're movie. just like breaking people's bones just by like punching them once. Like, yeah, <laughs> and a bone goes like stabbing out of there. But yeah, <laughs> right. It made for some good visuals though. Yeah. Um. But I even see pe- like I could even see like a hit breaking a bone out of a skin compared to like breaking a tree in half. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Peak human condition, I could see someone just, like, hitting you right and your bone just snaps. Right. You know? Um, but that's us. Anyways, I got on this horrible rabbit trail just to prove 
one of the inconsistencies, and we'll tell you another one at the end because it has to do with the story. But so, Commissioner Gordon's all confused. It's like, he would never use a gun. He never used a gun. And you find out uh, the Grim Knight, um, when his parents get killed, the guy drops his gun to go looting for the pearls. Bruce picks up the gun and shoots the dude. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I love, I love that so much. Just, you know, because there's so many origin stories that they play with with that one moment. And I've never heard or thought of that happening you right know? yeah that was yeah i why, I, why? like that makes so much sense <laughs> yeah and then it also makes sense for the grim knight's origin story so i don't know you've read it more recently right uh my my memory on the events that come next kind of is blurry um so he does that and then um i don't know at some point a bat He's like training all over the world. Yeah, just like he Bruce. just immediately. They don't say what happens between him being a child and him being an adult. Right. But like, as an says, adult, he just immediately goes around the world learning from assassins and right, yeah. soldiers and stuff. It's like I need something, and a bat flies through his window, and he's like, "This is it." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Yes, father, yeah. I will become a bat." <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> and then you were talking about. And he shoots about- the bat too, right? Which is hilarious. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just like, this Batman shoots everything. Yeah. And everyone and anything. Like, literally. Yeah. There's no supervillains in this world. Yeah, that is such an interesting idea. Because, like, with the, there's, you know, people always argue within the Batman universe. Like, you inspired these people to become this insanity because of your example of having this icon and stuff. They had to fight back with that. But yeah. in this one, like... He was so powerful that no one had a chance to do yeah. anything. <laughs> he didn't inspire anyone. Right, everyone like, was just afraid he, of him. He off people and they're like, "There's no Joker in his universe," but yeah. he did kill someone with the red hood. Yeah, so. he killed freaking Joker. I mean, they're implying it. <laughs> he killed Joker. They don't want you to know for sure because maybe there might be a grim Joker that shows up later. <laughs> I never laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My name's ironic. <laughs> So uh, that's a bizarro Joker. He's the only sane man. He just <laughs> frowns all the time because everyone's insane around What's him. What's the point? Yeah, <laughs> he's great. Um, so you have this breaking point in the Grim Knights universe where he confronts Commissioner Gordon and all his people, and he gets. They've said, said, we can't stand for this. And some of them, is that obvious taboo, is like, wow, he's making the job easier for us. <laughs> and he's like, no, we got to do it by the books. Yeah. Who says he can be executioner? Which is so ironic because Bruce Wayne's like, I am not executioner. Like, yeah. that's one of his big things. He's like, I can't, like, I, like, I don't, that's not my place. Uh-huh. I'm, don't weigh that mantle on me. And then this one's like, give me that mantle. I'm going to kill <laughs> everybody. I'll know what justice is. Yeah. And, uh, so they set a trap, which is the bat signal. And they, like, connected to extremely powerful magnets and that it connects, you know, he gets trapped, quote unquote. And he's like, they're like, good luck with like whatever you're planning or whatever. These guys got the best equipment on. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, bought by Bruce Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, and he clicks yeah. a button and they all explode. <laughs> that was pretty great. He, he beats Commissioner Gordon trying to get him to see his side. And blows up. 
yeah. prisons and the, he blows up uh, the Arkham asylum, asylum. Yeah. In the and, prison. Yeah, and somewhere else. He may have blown oh, up the prison. Oh, all the uh all the places where he was storing his like equipment that oh, they yeah. raided. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah, you just sent all your guys to their deaths. So yeah. Uh, which is great. Pretty brutal Batman. And then your next scene is uh, someone holding up a family just like the Wayne family was held up. And then you see a satellite, and the next thing you know is his head basically explodes. (laughs) So he has like turrets hooked up to satellite GPS. Is that what... It did, is that what they were implying? That yeah. That he has, like, snipers because, from space? Because, well, in... No, no, no. In, uh... Like, issue three, the Grim Knight says in his world he has turrets and sensors hooked oh, up... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. ...everywhere. Okay, yeah. So I'm sure it was just some one perched on a corner. Right. And it's just I was like, about to say, if... Uh, they're t- trying to tell me that that bullet came from space. No, I think it's just <laughs> the... That what's happening hilarious. came from space. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, you can't commit any crimes. And the family was so, like... <laughs> Aren't you grateful for Batman, Jimmy? <laughs> Say thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> thank you, Jimmy. Th- th- thanks, Batman. <laughs> and Batman's That's just true. sitting there and is smiling, smiling, oh, gloating. Good day's work. He's like, look at this, Alfred. And Alfred's like, screw you. I didn't sign up for this. Leaves. Yeah, like, and Batman has an implant in him that will kill him. If he presses it and he's like, if you leave, I'll kill you. And Alfred's like, yeah, I know, but I have to leave anyway. I can't support this. And he doesn't kill him. Yep. Turns out it ends up biting him back, which is really fascinating because this, yeah. this Batman has no mercy. And then the one time he's like, you know, kind of right. How's the old it, Batman? Alfred's movie, I guess. still his father figure. Yeah. Like, no matter what universe you're in. Well, I'm sure there's a universe that isn't that way. And that's what <laughs> Alfred's <messes>. Batman. <laughs> I would love that. All the Waynes died. I'll become a bat and avenge their deaths. I would, I would buy that. I would totally support that comic run. Whatever. I feel like that was a thing. Uh, it, I I'm know. sure it has been. Sounds familiar. If if you know out there, please please tell us. But uh, Com- Commissioner Gordon went into hiding, and Alfred's the one who tells him, and somehow he's been staying away from. The Grim Knights, all his surveillance and stuff in some sewer or something, just hold up. And then he goes to Harvey Dent, who's mayor in this world. Yeah. Which bat- the Grim Knight burned half of his face. Yeah, I say he irradiated it. I want to know more about that story. But <laughs> Yeah. So he becomes two-faced by Batman, just like, you know, it's technically Batman's fault through some accident that, you know, always right. that Dent becomes two-faced. But in this one, he purposely makes him two-faced. <laughs> To like get him to see his size, so yeah. he basically tortures Harvey to be his puppet. Yeah, that's really fun. And um, so they get the FBI. And the other thing that really messes me up is they allow Commissioner Gordon to disarm Batman like it's nothing. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is standing outside his mansion, and they're all like, "Batman, we know it's you." And he's like, "Whatever." He's <laughs> and like, Commissioner Gordon runs up to him. It's just like. Batman goes, and the thing is, is like maybe it was to put on a show, but then that doesn't make sense. It's cause like he could have done that anyway. But he pulls out the gun. Commissioner Gordon somehow faster than him, getting a gun out, deflects the gun, and then clocks him. Yeah, and Batman's just like laying on the ground, getting arrested. It's like what happened? Yeah. Also, 
I'll point out he, him in his bat suit looks like he has like a hundred pounds more muscle than him outside <laughs> of the bat suit. So I don't know if that thing's just like got muscle padding right inside of it. But maybe that's what it was. After he set up all the surveillance, he just stopped working out. Yeah. So Gordon's just like, oh, well, this is easy. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what they're implying. And maybe he got back into shape uh, once the Batman who last got yeah. a hold of him. You're really letting yourself go. <laughs> oh, crap. You're right. One, two, give me more push ups. <laughs> uh, but it was really fun. And uh, so that's all the backstory that. Is either going on in the Grim... I guess it's going on in the Grim Knight's head because I don't think he's really telling the actual Commissioner no, I, Gordon. I don't think so. Because Commissioner Gordon on. the whole time is like, tell me about this. And he's like, no. And then it's like, Backstory. but what really happened was this. <laughs> it's like, okay. Very uh, stereotypical narrative yeah. uh, plotting. Um, but the end, it's like, he's getting ready to shoot um, this universe's Commissioner Gordon... And the Batman who last stops him, and Batman last, he's like, you didn't understand. He was trying to give you mercy because you really aren't the commissioner of his world, who he hated because they were arch enemies, basically. Which yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um. And with that, uh, you, that's kind of how the comic ends with you realizing Batman who last has something horrible and planned for Commissioner Gordon. And I just feel bad for him because he's already had a lot of just horrible crap. Yeah. He always gets captured and has just his sanity tested. Cause that's what happens in the killing joke. You know, yeah. uh, his daughter Barbara gets shot and paralyzed and becomes the Oracle. And then, you know, Joker took some like photos of her like that and they were just horrible. And he's just basically naked going down this carnival ride of just mental torture. So poor Commissioner Gordon, he gets this crap all the time. Um. Yep. <laughs> what did you think of the art? Uh, it was really weird. The flashbacks um were in a different style, which I really appreciated. But they were so, I don't know, because at first I was like, I don't like this. This looks gross. And then the more I was looking at it, I was like, I do appreciate the approach that they took, though. Very painterly, right? Soft. It added detailed an approach. atmosphere to it. Yeah, definitely. An emotion. So, I like it a lot more um, than I did, but I still do think it is kind of gross, and I can't really put my finger on why. But um, I, I, enjoyed I appreciated it, it anyway. Um, yeah. The paneling, I think you said, was kind of boring. Yeah, at the beginning, it was super boring, and it's. I think they intentionally kept the flashbacks kind of simple with right. the paneling. I don't know. I'm sure it was... I think some of the well, more interesting mm-hmm. paneling, too, was in the flashbacks as well. You was know? it? Yeah, because, I mean, the big fire scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun page. Yeah. So... Yeah. But um, it, I, I liked it. Yeah. It didn't have anything... Like, the the only thing that really stands out as being different is is the the two different styles go on, which was really cool. Right, so. yeah. Um. Still an awesome series. I love this. is probably one of my favorite Batman things to happen in a while. Yeah. I love uh, alternate universe stuff. So, yeah. My alley. I love it when this has nothing to do with like the actual, like, it doesn't, with like the actual um, conflict when it's just kind of the backstory to it. Like, 
when the conflict's going on in a lot of different universes, you know, you know what I mean? Where they're kind of dealing with different universes all at one time instead of just right. they come from a different. I like it more that way. Hmm. You know, it's focused on one universe. But yeah, yeah. The 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 conflict is from people from there, not just you're going back and forth. Or yeah, some it thing. gets stupid when yeah. it's like there's twenty supermen and <laughs> <You're> right, <laughs> one of them's evil. Yeah, <laughs> which is exactly what Batman did. There's like a billion Batman and. Most right, of which I hated that. Yeah, but I, that, like, I didn't like that. I like the ripple effects. Yeah, I guess, yeah. that come the, off of it. Yeah, definitely the ideas that respond from having that as a possibility. Yeah, but yeah. Um, cool. We got uh, so, some visual yeah. art for you. Yeah, after having some visual art, we decided we're gonna have some visual art. Yeah, we got two artists. It's like having apple pie for dessert, and you just find out they got peach cobbler in this motherfucker. They got peach cobbler. You're going to go back for seconds. You know, no matter how full you are. You had one dessert. It's okay. It's your birthday. And then you look over in the corner. What's that? It's ice cream. Because we've got two visual artists. Two visual artists. So that ice cream's going straight on top of that cobbler, man. Now I want cobbler. Oh, man. I could. I would kill for cobbler. Well, see you guys. We're <laughs> going out right now in search of cobbler. 24 hours later. Okay, guys. We're back. We got some cobbler for uh, for ourselves, for you guys. For you, for you guys, check your mail. If you have been subscribed from episode one, you have cobbler in the mail. <laughs> See, they won't know if that's true or not because that's like two people, yep. maybe. So, uh, um, so <laughs> artist Jen Art is yeah. well at Jen underscore art on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Her Instagram guys. Did you know you could find out on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was always a thing, but you've never utilized the hashtags or yeah. Like I didn't understand, I guess that it, it just hit me the other day that, Oh, wait a minute. They're going to be sorting these things by recent, like recently posted. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm looking for. And it also sorts it by, you know, the most, likes and stuff so right. it's like wait a minute this is perfect <laughs> and these are unknown people a lot of times at least which is what i love yeah i love that she but, has a website she has a store actually her name's jennifer uh Gennari or Gennari. yeah g-e-n-n-a-r-i she is she's very talented so it wouldn't surprise she's got hundred and thirty-eight thousand followers oh i didn't even think to check that he is not your social media connoisseur, guys. Nope. We're, we're teaching him right here on the podcast. <laughs> I'm moments. not good at it. Uh, but, so, she is a painter. I want to say oil painting. Let me see. Doesn't see. Oh, oil painting. Okay, yes. It's oil painting. And she loves sticking to these um, warm tones and... Uh, like, she does stuff that gives you a homey vibe, portraits of people and, and animals. Yeah, super warm. It's um just very pleasant, you know? Like, uh, also, we've talked about it, but the the sloppy style. Yeah. Lean, um, not sloppy as in reckless or careless, but purposely just... Um, Looser strokes and stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right wording or words yeah. for that. Yeah, that um, it's very, very painterly with just like everything is just these 
you know, these blocks of paint that are just flowing into each other. And you can see, at the same time, you can see that it is a painting, for sure. Right. But also, it feels so alive. And yeah. I don't know how she... I don't know how any artist really captures that feeling. Right. I think it's an instinct almost. It has to be. I think I can't you imagine get really you having good. that down to like a science, you know. Right. Yeah, I think I mean any kind of good art, reason why I think it connects is like is people with a ton of skill who have the skill to follow their instincts, you know? Right. Um that's what you're always kind of searching for with whatever art you perform. As a guitarist, I want to have the skill to be able to follow that emotion I'm looking for or whatever. And I definitely get that in this person. Um, I love, she did a Wakanda. She did a, a Koei. I forget her name. She's awesome. She's the bald oh, uh, yeah, bodyguard chick from Michonne. Michonne, that's, <laughs> yeah. She is amazing. And the picture of her is awesome. The portrait that she did on here is probably one of my favorites on yeah. here. Yeah. It's really nice, um, really nice lighting and light effects. Uh, with just the jewelry, it's so simple. It's like yep. three blobs of paint per pearl, but it just works. Yeah. Only thing is, is I wish they would do more stuff with the background. And some some of them it works perfectly fine, but in other things I would like. Yeah, it's just kind of this, uh, just bunch of paint. Right. Whatever <laughs> kind of just textures. Cloudy. Yeah, paint yeah. textures that complement the front, which is fine. I don't know. I think it would take this stuff to the next level. Not that it isn't already amazing. But that's my only critique. But other than that, I could look at this stuff for a long time. Yeah, it's just really nice to <laughs> to look at. Just like sitting here scrolling through it. So yeah, look her up. Uh it's at Jen underscore art. Uh, her name's Jennifer Gennari. Gennari. I wonder if she does... Oh, yeah, commission. So, yeah, get get yourself a painting by her. Tell them we sent you there. Yeah, wow. Uh, I think a lo- uh, all these animals are commissioned pieces. I bet several of the portraits are as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Wow. So, there you go. Yeah. We just... Got her some new new customers. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait a minute. I'm an artist. If anyone's going to get commissions, it should be me. Yeah. If you want commissions, Luke does awesome jobs. So. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, think I he do does. do commissions. Look him up. It's Luke. It's <laughs> at Luke. Kidding. I do do an awesome job. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously. Look up Luke. He's on. If you go to our Instagram, he's tagged in our bio. And then also you can just do at Luke Profit. Is that it? Is there an underscore? Uh... I think it's at Luke Profit. Luke dot Profit. I think something like that. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> don't get on just my go to our Where Art Thou Instagram, like all our stuff first, and then go to our bio and then look up his art because it's awesome. If you have sure. not looked at his stuff yet, you should. Um, yeah, come on. Sh- I'm just supposed to be selling you. You're now <laughs> you're you just giving the wrong vibes, bro. He's, no. Um, yeah, we, let's move on to the next artist. Adam Rich's Art by Adam Riches. Wow. This guy is super unique. He's a real freak. <laughs> yeah. He, if, you, really if, you, if he's following his instincts inside, <laughs> he needs to be yeah. in Arkham Asylum. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I really 
think I it's fun. L- I love this one here, this weird yeah. basket of just hay grass. I don't even know. It's just hay grass. crazy lines that make out part of a face of I don't feel so good of just being snapped out of existence type Oh, thing. yeah, it really is. Oh, it's also ballpoint pen on paper. Yeah. Wow. I could tell you that. It's like, this looks like just regular pen. But it's just these swirly, like, chaotic, sh- like, I don't know. It's just. It is like, it's using crosshatching, like, mentality in a really weird right. way. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It is, I don't know, super. He does it on a few other pieces as well. Yeah, like the one that's just part of a face, that's super crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. You know, he's making, he's making the illusion of form, right? With just scribbles, yeah. And I, I don't know how you would begin to plot that out in your head. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a very. Is that even a technique? Is these he like kind of made his own? I don't know, style. I don't know. I'm Maybe. sure there's other people that do stuff like this. Yeah, I've seen... I mean, it is, you know, it's impressionism in a weird way, I guess. Right. Then he has stuff that is more detailed. Surreal stuff. Like this old man with a hat. Yeah. Is that also scribbles? That's or is that pen made on out of paper. <laughs> I guess it's pen on, uh, like, crunched up paper. No. No, it's just a those million are scribbles. Yeah, those are a bazillion scribbles. I thought it was like, what is that paper that has like fibers in it? Like, yeah, you know I know. What about? I have no clue what it's called, but I know exactly what. I you're don't know why it about. exists, but yeah, it looks like that. But that's really fun. Yeah, this is fuzzy, man. It just <laughs> it's like made uh, out of cat it, hair. This <laughs> you could literally just go look them up, like. I don't know what to say about him other than you can stare at his stuff for a long time. And then uh, the the top one right now, the first like the first thing you'll see when you go to his page, it looks like uh, Francis Bacon, which I really <laughs> yeah. enjoy because he's always fun. It's just something that uh, all of this stuff really is stuff that will just make you uneasy if you just yeah. keep looking at it. <laughs> but in a in a very powerful, I don't know. It's like a train wreck in, that you know no one gets hurt in, so you get to enjoy watching it just crash Yeah. without any of the, like, oh, no, I hope everyone's okay. Yeah. I like the lighting in that the most recent one. It is saturated in a lot of sense. Yeah, it's super, like, high contrast, and it's really fun stuff, but just also nightmare fuel. We gave you um, some... Yang first, and here's your yin. <laughs> yeah, they they really do balance each other out. They're very very different approaches, but they, you know, comparing the brush strokes with this one to the other one, there are some similarities. Right. You could argue. <laughs> it's it's they're both feel loose. Yeah, they both feel a little more. Um, this one's way looser, but they are they, um, you know, chaotic in a sense. Yeah. Um, but both come off with a ton of skill combined. Yeah, it's, they're very, you know, these people knew exactly what they were doing when they went yeah. into it, and that's what really separates them from 
from because you could argue that you know someone without skill could do something similar right as oh, oh okay all you have to do is be imprecise yeah then you do it but the, but they are very precise yeah they're very in precise. ways that are hard to right you know. because it still looks they make it look very much like the thing it's not like they, they messed up and the nose is the wrong size you right. know like you can tell people who are not precise because they're just not good yet because the eye looks a little funny or the first like the proportions of the face look wrong or the angle with the lighting look wrong yeah no this all that stuff is taken care of but in a very sloppy way or in a way that deliberately takes away from some of it but it's still there you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah the the structure and the idea is still very much there even though they strip back and i think that's just what i think any when i see like really good musicians or really good artists i I find that the ones that i love is people that I know could like shred or could like write the most epic song, but then they make a two minute and thirty second song because they know <laughs> they know how to do the things to the best ability, but they know the best thing to do is just strip back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, these are two awesome examples of that strip back approach. Yeah. And now all I want to see is Adam Riches do a uh, commission of somebody's dog. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be uh, great. Well, he has a he has a website on here. Oh, I accidentally clicked on it. Oh, um, well, it's basically just his Instagram. Get ready for viruses. Oh, it's a uh, there's oh he has it in categories. So he has paintings and then process and then fine lines. Process. Yeah. Click process. Yep. Yeah. He also has a YouTube page too. That's crazy. So. Yeah, if you go to his page, you you actually get to see him drawing these crazy things. He's moving his hand like a man possessed. Yeah, I don't even know how he's doing. Like, it's moving so fast. <laughs> That's bizarre. Um, well, I don't know what he's... He's got his yeah, he's raked got, up and everything. But <laughs> you can all see it. Uh, go see it on his website. Uh, we'll try to... Um, I have it on here as at, but... Somehow, maybe I'll try... Oh, well, you'll be able to just copy and paste those ads and stuff, I yeah. guess. Um, but they'll be on there. You should definitely look them up. And it's easy. It's on Instagram. You're on Instagram all the time anyways. I know you people. Yeah, look at yourself. We, we get on, you disgust me. Us as human beings get on Facebook or Instagram without even thinking anymore. Like, I've gone on, like, a streaming cleanse recently, and I delete my Facebook and stuff. And I only have mm. my Instagram just for the Where Art Thou podcast. Right. And there'll be so many times I get on it, and like two minutes later, I'll be like, I didn't even think about this, and I have to literally get off because I accidentally started, like, it just gets so habitual. So what you're saying is the podcast is degrading your mental health. Yes. (laughs) For once, I'm not saying that, actually. (laughs) I'm saying social media is crazy, and the habits we're forming are also crazy. See, I don't need to learn how to be on social media. Everyone can just leave me in the dust. It's not going to work out very well. <laughs> um, but on that note, give us a like, comment, or follow. and Smash um, that like button and hit subscribe. Yeah, for real. Follow us on SoundCloud or yeah. subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. Yeah, that'd be nice. Tell Say us- something nice about us in the review. 
It doesn't have to be about the podcast. Just something nice about us as people. Right. You like... We're looking nice today. Yeah. Something like that. Something something, um, nice weather we're having, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, just do small talk in the reviews. (laughs) Five stars. Hey, uh, how's your day been? (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? Um... Well, I guess that's that's all we got for you. Yep. We got to pack up our bindle, put it on a stick, and uh, go walking off into the sunset. So Even though you really can't fit much in those. I found out through Charlie Day and uh, Always Sunny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll leave you with that nugget. Go watch It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah, go watch. Forget all the art we just talked about. Always Sunny is blessed, in my opinion. Yeah. Bye. Bye.